Welcome to the Mac and Fish Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the national championship game between Alabama Crimson Tide and the Ohio State Buckeyes. In segment two, we're going to get into who has the best chance at winning and playing for the national championship in the 2021 football season. Will it be Ohio State? Will it be Alabama? Or will it be some newcomer like Texas Longhorns? everyone thanks for tuning in to the mac and fish podcast i'm coach mckinley roll and i'm here with my co-host charles fishbine better known as fish fish what's going on got about 80 percent of me today man i don't know if i'll be able to roll like last week all right well we need we, we need the other 20 to show up all right all right and we're also here with Corey long Corey, what's going on oh uh, man i don't know 80 percent for me sounds like a pretty good day so <laughs> we might get about 63 percent somewhere there man. <laughs> Oh Lord! Yeah. All right, this one, pal. <laughs> well, we uh we have a great show planned today. Um, let's let's hop into uh, our NCAA championship preview, um, and our championship game preview. Uh, anyone you guys want to start? You know, talking about you know Alabama, Ohio State. Well, last year, yeah, last year you know I went into the game. I I I felt very confident in picking LSU, just because. You saw it probably about week five or six. They were just so talented, and they had, they were so good on both sides of the ball. This is the first year I remember. I, I can't decide which side I want to go. I mean, I I think Alabama's the better team, but I think Justin Fields gives Ohio State the better player uh, of the two quarterbacks. I, I know Devontae Smith's on the other side, so he's going to make an impact for um, – Alabama, but you saw you saw what Justin Fields did in their last game and how well he played against uh, Clemson and what he brings to the table. He's he's dynamic, and I think he's going to be a tough out for the Alabama defense. Um, I, I just think he, he's able to do so much if he comes back 100%. Now, we don't know how badly he was hurt. Ohio State hasn't really said anything about what his condition's like other than he's going to play. But it's going to be interesting. I mean, Alabama's centers, you know, Landon Dickerson's not going to play. So, you know, Ohio State has a very good D-line. Ohio State has a very good O-line. They're very good up front. Um, And we got to see, you know, Mac Jones, as good as of a quarterback he's been this year, he showed some kinks last week uh, in the first round of the playoffs. He showed that he's not an elite quarterback. He's a very good one, but – there was times he got pressured by Notre Dame. And if Ohio State's able to get some pressure on him, it's going to be interesting. He doesn't, like most quarterbacks, he doesn't do well in second and third and long. Uh, you, you notice he he's a lot better playing in front of the sticks, um, where with fields, it doesn't matter. It could be third and 18. The guy could throw it 80 yards down the field. So I'm interested to see what happens. I don't really have a say either way, like who's going to win. I, I think – that it will stay within the number. I think that um, I think Alabama's favored by eight and a half. I think that's a lot of points. But right now, I, I think it's going to a pretty much evenly matched team. You know, two teams that are going to play on Monday night. When was the last time the team with the better quarterback lost in this game? Um, I mean, you can go back. I think you can kind of call Trevor Lawrence and, and Joe Burrow a push. Joe was obviously having a better season than Lawrence. He was had better weapons, but 
you know, just talent-wise, I mean, they're both going to be number one picks. Trevor's probably a little bit more talented, but Joe had so much better weapons-wise, it, it kind of pushed itself out. I mean, you go back, I mean, Lawrence wins the year before. I guess you can go back to Jacob Coker wasn't as good as Deshaun Watson. So that would be like five years ago. And before that, I mean, you always go back to maybe Colt McCoy wasn't as good as Greg. I mean, Greg McElroy wasn't as good as Colt McCoy. And that was like 2010. Most of the time, the best quarterback's going to win the game. Uh, ribs or not, injured ribs or not, there's no doubt Justin Fields is a lot better than Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a hell of a year. He's got a Heisman Trophy winner at, at receiver, but he still has to get him the football. And that's going to be, you know, Ohio State's going to have a lot to say about that. That was Trevor Lawrence's issue. It wasn't, you know, Trevor's lack of talent that had him struggling against Ohio State. It was the fact that his guys couldn't hold up. A um, couple of things stand out for me with Ohio State. Obviously, the quarterback, Trey Sermon's playing at a really high level. Gives you a running back that, I mean, he had 300-plus yards in the Big Ten game, had almost 200 against Clemson. He can really be a deciding factor here. He gives, you know, he gives you, he gives Fields a really capable backfield mate to keep some pressure off of him. Uh, Ohio State's great on both sides of the line. Uh, their offensive line is just massive. Uh, their defensive line is you know, defensive line is huge. You're quick off the edge. Um, if they can get the Mac Jones consistently, which I don't see any reason why they couldn't. I, I mean, I think Alabama's got a, they're going to have some issues because they're not, you know, they're not, they're not a shutdown defense. Um, and I, you know, I'm leaning towards Ohio State. I think earlier in the week when I went on local radio, I said I thought Alabama would win like 34 to 27. I thought it was going to be a really competitive game late in the game. And I still think it will be, but I'm leaning more towards Ohio State right now. I just, I think they've got the better players at the positions you need to have them at right now. Uh, I think this game comes down to a couple of different things. Um, I do think that Alabama is the better team as far as if you look at as far as overall talent may be comprised. Um, I think that Nick Saban is the advantage as far as in the coaching uh, department. But like you said, Corey, um, when I look at the quarterback matchup, I like Fields. Um, now, that's going to be dependent upon um, Justin Fields' health, right? I mean, if Justin Fields is at you know, 50% or a little bit lower than that, then we may be having a different conversation. Uh, but Ohio State is a little bit better, I believe, as far as in the line of scrimmage. Uh, they're better at the quarterback position. Um, the only question mark I have is, is was, was last week their Super Bowl, right? Um, was last week their emotional game? Because remember, they were um, – Everyone picked against them, and they they had something to play for. And, you know, it was hard to come and, and get a team up twice, uh, two times in a row. Yes, this is a championship game, but um, I just didn't know if, you know, they exerted all of their their uh, energy towards, um, you know, that win last week over Clemson. So, you know, I think this is going to be interesting to watch. But, um, 
but I, I I'll be honest with you, I, I like Ohio State. You know, when I look at it, I like fields. I like the line of scrimmage play. I give that advantage to Ohio State. Um, and, and I think it's going to be a great game. I do think, like you said, Fish, that that line is a little, uh, I think it's going to be very close. Um, you know, and uh, I, I think it go either way, but I think we're going to have an enjoyable championship game and um, and one that uh, I think should be interesting. It's going to come down to the last, you know, last couple kind of plays and possessions. Um, but I'm going with Ohio State. So, so one thing I'll jump in real quick too, you know, Corey brought in, or I think you brought up, you know, the experience of Nick Saban and everything. And, you know, he's, he's, he's one of the best coaches that's ever coached, if not the best. And he does a great job of getting his teams prepared. Um, you know, it's very interesting to see what, you know, Ryan Day's done a very good job at Ohio State too. He's a young Absolutely. coach. Mm-hmm. You know, he's only this only his second year as a head coach. Um, and I, he seems to like these challenges. You know, he last week he he wanted to prove something to Clemson. And I think as a head coach, um, you know, he's re- he replaced Urban Meyer and he wants to prove he belongs alongside Urban Meyer, that he wasn't just handed the keys to an expensive car, you know, and and uh I think he he wants some if he wins a championship next week, not saying that there haven't been other coaches that have won that aren't that good, but um, he wants to put his name among the elite coaches. And this is one step forward if he could do it in year two, considering he's already been to a, uh, a they made the playoffs last year. So I think this is a, a statement game for Ryan Day. And, and and how many, you know, you could say, oh, Ohio State's going to get back and this and that. It's not so easy. Everybody can say, oh, they'll be back. They'll be back. Listen, they, uh, we'll discuss it later. I mean, Ohio State loses a lot next year. And, and uh-huh. I know Corey's going to tell me they got all this talent coming in and this and that. It's it's not just about talent. It's having the right pieces. Correct. You know, Alabama, let's exclude them. They're, they're the one outlier in this whole thing. They they're, Yeah, they'll probably be back there next year, even though they lose their whole roster. Uh, but this this is a chance. It, it, you you wonder how many chances Ryan's going to get. This is, he he had these are going to be his best two teams that he's going to have probably over the next five years. If you take the last two years and the next three years, these two teams that he's had will probably be the height of the talent level that he's had at all positions. Quarterback. I mean, he had a great running back last year. He has a great one this year. So you got to see is is this you know. Maybe he doesn't get another shot, you know, like this, but we'll see. I, I think this is a prove. This is a statement game, um, and it's a, it's an important game, I think, for Ryan Day in Ohio State. No, no, Fish, you're you're absolutely right. You know, sometimes, and, and I'm guilty of it as well. Sometimes you overlook that fact, um, and you don't want to give you know Ryan Day, uh, Coach Day, his uh, his flowers. But I mean, they that machine has has continued to roll even after. Uh, Urban Meyer, um, what Coach Meyer has done and, and left that program, but it, you're right. I mean, it, it's not easy to, to re, you know to get back, and there's a lot of pieces that have to fit. You know, uh, is there another Justin Fields? You know, Justin Fields is a generational type talent. You know, uh, do they have that at quarterback next year? I, I highly doubt that. You know, so they're going to take a step back. Um, and, and let's remember, even with Alabama. Um, Alabama's not there every year either. You know, they're they're continually a, a top ten program, but 
they when they lose their pieces, they take steps back as well. You know, so not much, just, not much. Safe. But the, the the one thing about Ohio, but but State, it, but, it, but it only takes yeah. a little bit though. I mean, you, know? you got to look. If Fields hadn't gone to Ohio State, they're probably last year starting Tate Martell. And I mm-hmm. can tell you this right now. I don't care how much talent they had on that team last year. Tate would have lost four games mm-hmm. as talented as they were. And that's the thing is you, it, the, that quarterback, we've seen guys that are highly rated that are five stars. Tate Martell. He, they would have said Tate, Mar- Tate Martell couldn't start at, at Dwyer. Right? They didn't have anybody else. <laughs> they Listen, they had Justin Fields. If they didn't land Justin Fields, they had he was going to start Tate Martell. Oh, all right. Tell me, tell me what you just went out and got another. All right, tell me what your magic ball tells you that they were going to get because. I go by facts, all right, or I go well, by reality. The, the reality is they had Justin Martell Fields. They got like, lucky. No, I need a quarterback. That was it. He would have started somebody. What happened else. if I what happened? If, all right, but what happened if Fields? But it wouldn't have been. What if happened if Fields? Tate Martell, Tate Martell would start. All right. On a, well, on we know. Ross all right. Somewhere. All right. Wait a second. We know they were. If they were hanging out at the court. Like Corey. Corey. Chief Scotch. That's Corey. Right now. All right, Corey. If they don't one step away from being. Ohio State's quarterback right. to go for drinking cheap scotch at the Cleveland. Right. That right. doesn't happen in one oh, year. Yeah. You don't go from hey Ohio State quarterback to you know looking for looking all for right. hey know, listen broads down on down on South Beach. All right, all so, right. They had see the found another quarterback. Who let's who who all right? Who would they have found? Let's just say all right. Who would they have found? Because you know who all the quarterbacks are in college football right now. They weren't getting let's Trevor say, Lawrence. Let's just say if they, they didn't have another Justin Fields. Let's not let's right. not go ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Maybe they get lucky and find a Mac Jones, but that's they weren't going to yeah, find. That's my idea. They would have found a quarterback. But who? There were. There, it's not like they these kids. Found, like, sort of game manager. All right. You you act like these kids grow on trees. There's like there's five yeah, great that, quarterbacks. That, that, there's five. The there's five great quarterbacks yeah, in college I'm football. I'm not sitting there saying they would have found another Justin Fields. They wouldn't have started Tate. You know, you're going from one extreme to another. You're telling me. Well, oh, I'm just going off of what. Twice as ridiculous hey. by saying that. I'm just saying that's what they had on the. That's what they had on the. Drinking, drinking, you know, drinking. That's what they had on their roster. Period. Ohio State because he wasn't. That's what they had on their roster. They saw him play. He realized I can't put that guy out on the field. Well, that's what they had on their roster. We're not talking about Kirby Smart, where you would have played Stetson Bennett. He realized right away the first time he saw him, this kid ain't playing with my name on. I don't care. I'll I'll play quarterback myself before I put my name on this kid. Yeah. Right? So, so I mean that's what I'm saying. You go from one extreme to another. Yeah. But yeah, I get your point. Yeah, I know. These kids just grow on trees. <laughs> they they grow on trees. Maybe they could start James Blackman and they would have won. <laughs> you know? Like these kids just grow on trees. Nah, they, they, they like definitely I said, don't. I get your point. You're just over-exaggerating your point. I'm just saying that's what they had on their roster. I mean, you, you could tell me, hey, who they would have brought in, but that's what they had on their roster. And they, know, they knew they needed a better quarterback. And luckily for them, Georgia, you know, decided to let that kid go. And that's it. They got lucky. It's they needed a, Don't tell me they didn't get a little luck that Fields fell into their lap. I mean, that's. Oh, that's luck. Tons of luck. I mean, they have tons of luck in that aspect. Oh, those, absolutely. I'm just saying those kids don't grow on trees. That's remarkable.
market was when Justin Fields transferred to see who else was out there. But uh, yeah. I, I think both of you guys make good points. You know, I mean, let's let's be honest. You know, the 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 two generational quarterbacks, right, uh, uh, in college football right now are Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. And, and Fish is right; they don't grow on trees. But Corey, you have a point as well that they would have brought in a quarterback. Who that would have been, we don't know. But they would have brought somebody in. But even even that player is still not going to be Justin Fields. Yeah, that's what that's Fish's point. And I, I can see that. I'm not saying they'd have brought another Justin Fields. I'm saying you know we're going from we're going from Justin Fields to Edward Scissorhands as your quarterback. Like there's a there's there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a place in there in the middle that let's let's get to that spot. Let's be honest. I'd say they landed Derek King. As good as Derek King is, they wouldn't have been correct. They, okay, yeah, they, they wouldn't have been as good as. Probably, they probably wouldn't have been the same spot. I yeah. mean, Ohio State. You look. I mean, not counting this kind of weirdo season, they haven't lost less than eleven games since. I mean, they've lost less than eleven games. I mean, they've won less than eleven games. But it's it's been like that like, since I was a once. kid. I mean, John since, Cooper since won eleven games. I was an eight. <laughs> Yeah, John Cooper used to win eleven. Won eleven games once since two thousand and eight, and that was the year they won ten games. So John, I mean, it's not, yeah, like but they, they, they've been so good. I mean, like you look, you go back to two thousand and two. This is like a twenty-year run that they're on. Well, they yeah. pretty much dominated this con as long as they're playing in the Big Ten. They're winning well, ten games. Well, no doubt, no doubt. But I'm just saying, it's like so, there's a difference between winning ten games. You know, the difference between 10 and 12 is finding a player. So It's finding a quarterback. Yeah, and that's the a quarterback, that, period. That's, that's your difference between 10 and 12. 10 and, and, 12. and it's a big it's a big step up from 10 to 12. I, I think I've always – like 10 is the benchmark of a good program. If you could consistently win 10 a year, you know, the coach at Michigan State, every every he won a lot of 10 – had a lot of 10 win ball, ball – or years where he won 10 games, I always thought he was a really good coach getting from 10 to 12 and that's basically you're playing for championships is the quarterback position. It's really the one position that changes everything. You know, you're a good program and that's what like Ohio state's had Trevor Lawrence. I'm not Trevor Lawrence. They've had fields. They've had um, the kid with the Redskins uh, that one in the first round that's been benched, but they've had really, they've had NFL prospects at that position. Now I'm not saying that got one year though. What? Haskins for like one year. I mean, really, the benchmark for them was the year that they won their title, where they went through three quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. Cardinal Jones, as much as of a monster as he would have been in another program, was third string and didn't even take any snaps. And he runs off, but, the, and he runs them off because they obviously because they have Zeke at running back and they had a lot of other parts. And that's kind of my thing. They've got dudes. They're not a team that's sitting around their quarterback reliant. They got a lot of great players at a lot of positions. But it's not, it, and they've could, had that for a very long time now. But that's there's not a, just an urban thing. That was just, a stressful thing. I, that was I a understand. John Cooper thing. I understand that. Tremendous talent at that program for 30 years. No, there's no doubt. But that's the one position that puts you over the top. It, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're Alabama, where they they have such great parts everywhere else that they have a game manager. There's just not a lot of programs. I mean, yeah, Ohio State won with Craig Krenzel, but that not a lot of those guys win anymore. We've talked about it. You need an elite quarterback to win these games now. It just, mm-hmm. that's how it's become. Yeah, It just has. I mean, you go look, most of the guys, 
uh, from Mariota to Jameis to Trevor Lawrence to Deshaun Watson. These guys are all first round picks, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all playing for titles now. It wasn't like that, you know, 20 years ago, you know, uh, and the, and the game's changed and you need that elite piece at that position. And the only team to win a title without the lead quarterback in the playoff era is Ohio State. Well, good good luck trying to keep doing it. You know, and I mean, it just they had a big kid at quarterback, but I mean, I wouldn't call Cardell Jones elite. You know, no. he was a, he was a guy that was coming off the bench that you know happened to take you know, well coached took over a loaded team. Yeah, that team also got hot at the right moment, you know. They, and, and, they, and Jones was a first round draft pick too. Let's no, not he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, he went he wasn't. Third. No, no, third no. round. No, he, he went. Still, like, he, he still got drafted. He still. He, we're talking about a guy that still got drafted in the NFL. Yeah, no, I mean he, he was. was a it was, it wasn't like he was play. like he was headed to the transfer portal the next year. If he done, you know, he was third string. He was he, a third string quarterback. But Corey, he had a That's, ton of talent. I mean, that, talent. Yeah, I mean. Still a third string quarterback. It wasn't like he was on their radar. They needed they needed two guys to go down with the season ending injury. How many seasons was Urban Meyer at at Ohio State? Urban was when when did he get there? Uh, 2012, maybe? All right. Yeah. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. He's there in 12. Yeah. He left Florida in 10, took a year off, worked with me at ESPN, then he went there in 12. They go 12 and now when they weren't eligible for anything. Then they go 12 2 then 14 So he was at Ohio State, State for seven years. This is probably one of the best coaches in college football in our lifetime, probably a top five coach. Yeah. He won one yeah. title at Ohio State, one. Trestle won one. Yeah, with a third-string quarterback. And Trestle won one. Like, it's yeah. not that easy to win titles at Ohio State. It's not Alabama. No. You know, I think it's it's – they've got a lot of built-in advantages – but yes. there's, they also don't always have the same athletes as the Southern teams. They mm-hmm. have to have that right. Ezekiel Elliott was a Southern type player. They had those guys. Uh, they, 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 I've, I've been watching them forever. I mean, it's just, they're a great program. It's probably mm-hmm. the best, one of the best programs to coach at, but with Urban Meyer, they had one title, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it, you're saying, oh, well, it's that they'll just won they'll, in 2012 too. They weren't eligible. Well, that, ain't, that, that really wasn't Urban's fault. That was them. Hey, if I was Urban, six foot four, I, I would have had a, I would have had a model for a wife. I forget what they did in twelve to screw up. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's let let's let's uh, pivot a little bit. Um, talking about you know our potential championship teams or, or teams to be on the lookout for in uh, two thousand twenty one uh, teams that you guys like. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm gonna go first. As far as, you know, what, who returns, um, I think we were all in the consensus that, you know, Georgia probably brings back the most talent uh, coming back. Uh, but like I told you guys before, I, I think it's very dependent upon, uh, you know, how Kirby Smart allows that offense to, to take off. Yes, they'll have the quarterback, um, but and they'll have a lot of talent. I mean, you see it's evident that, they, that they've gotten better in the trenches tremendously they're going to have a great defense they're going to have a big offensive line they're going to have the running back they're going to have the speed um in the secondary and a receiver and a running back they're going to have talent there um and they should run through the east but i I just you know i I still question 
that offense. It all comes down to their offense and, and, and that ability. I think another team to look out for is going to be Texas A&M and, uh, and Jimbo Fisher. Um, we spoke a little bit about that last week. Um, I, I, I think Jimbo Fisher is building a monster there. They're going to make a lot of noise. Alabama is going to take a step back. Alabama, I know everyone's going to say, oh, well, you know, Nick Saban just reloads, which he does. But remember, he's losing his offensive coordinator, and, and they'll get somebody in there who will be just as good or better. Um, but there's just so many guys they have to replace. Um, and they're going to have to replace guys that – with guys that have not played. And it, that's going to make a difference. Um, you can't – you know, you have talent plus experience. Um, it's usually uh, bodes well for you. But they're going to take a step back. Uh, and so those are my two teams that I look for. I think Clemson is going to be a question mark without Lawrence, and they're losing some guys to the draft. Um, I, you know, Oklahoma is going to be pretty salty. Uh, you know, you saw what they have in Rat Rattler um, at quarterback, um, and then they have this talent coming in, and that defense is going to be even better next year. Um, so Oklahoma has a shot because I don't think anyone's going to challenge them in the Big 12 um, even with Texas, you know, uh, and, and Coach Sarkeesian coming there. Um, and LSU, question mark is out. They're going to have – they had a great recruiting class the last two years, um, last couple years, but um, they had a tremendous drop-off. So my teams to be on the lookout for, uh, for as far as the national title conversation, are going to be University of Georgia, Texas A&M, and Oklahoma. Those going to be your championship's going to come out of one of those three teams, in my opinion. I think Georgia's the best team of all the ones returning, as long as, uh, you know, I mean, I think they've got the quarterback. I think JT Daniels is good. He, they can throw the ball downfield with, they'll throw the ball downfield with their bad quarterbacks. Now they got a good one they can throw the ball downfield with. And I think it'll open up the elements of their game they like to. You know, if you want to run the ball as much as they want to and run it so effectively, having a real threat at quarterback will make a huge difference. You know, even if he's not a superstar, you know, JT Daniels is a much higher in quarterback than one that they've had in that team in a while. Uh, he's better from who they almost won a title with. So um, beyond that, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I get, you know, Oklahoma, I mean, I get Alabama is going to take a step back, but when you're already six steps ahead of everybody, taking a step back doesn't really, doesn't really matter much. They're going to be there. I actually think the SEC West is going to be a lot more competitive next year. I think A&M is going to be a little better. I think LSU is going to be a lot better. Um, um, I'm, you know, I just, I just think there's going to, I think Ole Miss is actually going to end up probably upsetting at least one of the teams that we think has a really good shot at a championship. I just think the SEC West is going to be a much more difficult out than it was this year. I mean, it wasn't very good this year. And a lot of it outside of A&M and Bama, just there wasn't a lot there. Um, miss me on Oklahoma. I'm not, I don't trust them. Don't like them. Don't trust them. Texas kind of interests me though. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it got a lot of returning parts. I think, you know, if they can find the right thing at quarterback, they've got a stud. B. John Robinson is just big time as a running back. I mean, that's that's been, you know, when Texas has had a big time running back, those have been their best teams. 
and they got a big time back. Uh, I, I mean, their coaching situation with Sarkeesian, we're going to see what kind of staff that he has around him. It's that's that's a big question mark. I feel a little, I, you know, I feel a little excited. There are some, you know, there, there's some, there is a little bit more. It's, you know, the, the top teams all have a little bit of question marks going into next year. Um, Clemson, I think me and Fish talked about this regularly. I think Clemson's like, they're, they look like a two, three loss team next year. I, and the thing is, I don't think quarterback is their issue. I think the quarterback spot they're fine at. I think they're just not good at a lot of other positions. I think some they've missed on some recruiting. They might not have, they haven't hit on certain guys. And I think it's going to come back to, they're going to come, it's going to cost them a little bit. They'll still be, you know, compete for the ACC, obviously. They're still a high end ACC team, but I, I don't see them as a, as a, as a team that's going to be a playoff competitor, at least not right now. We're in, we're in January. So you know, that's where I am with them. So, you threw me out there and put me up against a wall. I'd say Georgia, definitely. You know, um, I feel like, um, you know, I feel like, I feel like Ohio State might be there depending on the, I just don't think the Big Tens are as strong next year. So even if they're not a great team, they might be able to slide through. I'm interested in the West Coast. I feel like the West Coast might have something to offer. USC's got players. They don't have a. They don't have the coach that we like, but damn, they're good. And Oregon's going to be better. They're probably a year away, but they're going to be better. It's just, you know, it's it's hard to tell. It's easy just to say that you know Alabama will be back there again or something like that. But you know, there's there's a lot. I think there's a lot to go through this year. I think there's there's a lot of teams have some question marks, and it's going to be. It's going to be, you know, who, who fills those in? Who's, who's been recruiting well enough in not only this class, but the class previous to have those guys that can jump in? Yep. I, I'm going to, you know, you guys talked about, we talked about Georgia. You got to go and look at when you're checking off all the boxes. They check off a lot of boxes for a program. I, it, and we can say, yeah, until they do it. But this is Kirby's best team. I agree. This is definitely I mean, you check off the boxes. George Pickens, probably the best receiver in the SEC next year, one of them. Darnell Washington has a chance to be the best tight end. They're, Tyreek Stevenson may be the best defensive back in that conference next year. JT Daniels is probably the best returning quarterback. They got a very good offensive and defensive line. Like, this is a, a team that doesn't have many holes. The only hole they have is in that trophy case and that they haven't won the uh, championship yet, which, I mean, you look in the SEC East, they're probably going to have an easy ride next year. Florida is going to come back a little. Uh, Tennessee has their problems. I mean, it's not like Georgia's in the West, and I don't believe their schedule is going to have them playing all those West teams next year. So they'll probably have an easier ride. You know, we talk about Alabama. It's easy to just say, hey, they're going to be there because they've done it for so long and saving such a great coach. But at some point, you start a freshman quarterback. I mean, it's like you're still rolling the dice. We know as great as freshman quarterbacks are, he's not going to have um, Najee Harris. And I know they're bringing in great running backs. But remember, Najee Harris wasn't great till this year. It took him time to learn the system at Alabama and become a great run. Like not all their running backs go to Alabama and hit stride year one. I mean, they have the Sanders kid, yeah. 
from um, poor St. Joe's. That kid hasn't hit his stride yet. Like their guys don't hit strides every all the time, and they've had basically the the receivers. How many receivers they had with two of that first year? They were all freshmen. They're all gone now. I mean, mm-hmm. Devonta Smith is gone. Uh, the other wide receiver that was out this year, Judy's gone. The, that wide receiver class that they had as a freshman group may be the best of all time on one team. I mean, they mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. So I'm not taking anything away from them, but you know they they're going to have to replace three guys on the O line. Um, their D line loses a lot, and and remember this year they're with the recruiting. A lot of these kids we don't know what this year is going to bring with the lack of evaluations. They're taking a lot of guys. We don't know how well they're going to. I mean, I don't listen. I trust Saban and his staff evaluating because they've done such a great job, but. If there's a year that guys are going to miss on their freshman class, this is it because they weren't able to evaluate these kids all the way through like they have in years past. So there's a lot of things going again. If there's one year that Alabama could slip up, it's next year. Um, I think Ohio State, I I don't know what the Big Ten brings. I think the Big Ten will be better next year and Ohio State will lose to somebody and get left out. Um, Clemson, we've talked about them. You know, I I think Texas A&M, UGA – and one of Oklahoma or Texas, uh, what, whoever wins that game this year, Texas has a very good shot at being in the Nash, in the playoffs next year. Um, Herman built a very good roster. I thought they looked great in their bowl game, and they looked like they 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 didn't look like a small like a small weak Texas team. Like they looked physical in that game. You know, Sarkeesian is coming from Alabama, so he's gonna. Uh, probably improve that strength and conditioning program there. They look big and physical. They they went after Colorado. And, yeah, Colorado wasn't the best team, but they did what they were supposed to. They physically whipped them up front. And I think Texas could be there, – if there's a year next year, I think could be that one team that hasn't been in the conversation for a while. Texas could be it. And, you know, LSU, we've seen them. They recruit very well. you got to figure they got to bounce back. I, I just can't imagine – they're as bad. And I agree with Corey. The West next year, I, I mean, you got um, you got Kiffin's going to be in his second year, so you know they're going to improve from year one to two. Leach is going to improve from year one to two. You saw what Arkansas did. Like, I don't think there's any easy outs next year in that West. Like, you better bring it every week because even the bottom teams could knock off an Alabama or an Auburn or any of those top-level teams. So you're, you're going to have to bring it 10 straight weeks in that conference next year. But I don't know if you guys saw Texas A&M schedule for next year. They basically have 10 wins written on that schedule before they step on the field. Like, every, we, you also have to look at schedule. They have a favorable schedule. And if you want to play in the playoffs and stuff, I'll, that's you know Corey talks about Ohio State and their favorable schedules. You need that. You need you need a little luck, guys staying healthy. But having that schedule, and you know Jimbo always talked about it when he was at Florida State. It, 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 you know and that's why Clemson has such an advantage in the ACC. You don't want to have to play, you know, four or five teams that can beat you every year uh, on your schedule. So it's interesting. I think next year is actually going to be a little more parity in college football than we've had in years past. And I think it'll be a lot more interesting than this Ohio State, Clemson, um, Alabama guaranteed to be in. But like Corey said, these teams have to play their way out and we'll see if they do. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, with, you know, with Alabama, when it comes to the, you know, their recruiting and their club, we know the kids are bringing in next year, especially in those receiver spots. We look at them. They're all, they're all Florida kids. Mm-hmm. They pretty much hit Florida and Texas this year. So however good the topping kids in Florida and Texas are, will be how good they are over the next two and three As good years. as they are, I don't think they're as good as a group that just left. I don't think there's a Jerry Judy in that oh, class. I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't, like Ja'Cory Brooks. I like Ja'Cory Brooks. I like Christian Leary. I like the guys they're bringing in. They you know, at the, like they at the, they're not at the I, same you level. Know, you know, I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I don't sit around here. I can't, I guess I say who's going to be good three years from now. I mean, because yeah. I don't know how these kids are going to perform. I don't know who's going to be throwing the football. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's it's a lot to say who is who is or isn't going to be as good as who's there now because there's always somebody better. Mm-hmm. Never forget that. All right, I'm just saying like there ain't too many Jerry Judys coming out of high school that you're landing. I mean, no, no, they, they've landed. <laughs> they're landing guys that are just that been great. Well, you know I, what? There weren't too many Julio Joneses. There weren't too no. many. You know, there's always. They always somehow figure out a way to get but another as, guy as, as good as compared to the last guy. But as good as Julio, as good as Julio was, and I thought he was phenomenal. Yeah, he wasn't as productive as Judy and Devonte. Like they played above their talent. Yeah, but level. that was the point. When, when we talked about if we're doing this ten years ago, we're probably saying, "God, they ain't gonna get another Julio." And now they got five more Julios since then. You know, I don't know about player? five more. I mean, they've had yeah, some. Right. Really, I don't know about that. At least three more <laughs> Julios since then. You know I mean, what there ain't two. I, there are three, <laughs> three receivers in the I mean, Old Miss had year. Old Miss had two Julios, and they didn't win Jack. You know, you they know, had they had, they, had, they had Hugh Freeze coaching them. But uh, <laughs> you know, the three. You know, because uh, my point is, hey, they had three guys going the first round last year. Uh, they had three receivers going the first round last year, right? Two or three. Two. I mean, so least. we didn't expect them to have three more going this year in the first. Round. Like that's the thing. Like you just don't know until it happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think Waddle's declared yet, right? Um, he's still, I think, uh, <coughs> I believe, but yeah. he's going to be another guy if he decides to leave who will go in the first round, yeah. which is extremely impressive. It's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. It's just amazing what they I, I, I think it's unprecedented, that run. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't think we've – at least I haven't seen that many first-round draft picks on the same what, team in the same what? position. When Miami had that amazing group, that 2000, 2001 group, it wasn't like five years later they had another eight exactly. guys going in the first round. Like, exactly. It's incredible. But yeah. that, I said it back then. Like, Miami, when Miami got really good in 2021, listen, Butch did a phenomenal job, but they had a group of kids come through Dade and Broward and Palm Beach County that haven't come through since. Yeah. You know, Vince Woolfork, since Le- Leonard Taylor's the best D tackle to come out of that area since Vince Woolfork. Mm-hmm. That's 20 years ago. Sean yeah. Taylor, there hasn't been another Sean Taylor. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been, an, I mean, you look, Najee Davenport, Willis McGahee, uh, Frank Gore. These guys aren't coming out. I mean, yeah, you've had Dalvin Cook, but there haven't been those high, you know, I mean, they got Hall of Fame type players that all came out in a yeah. two to three year period and ended up on the same team. That's just not, it doesn't, those things don't happen all the time. And it's yeah. ap- Alabama's had just one of these historic runs. And at, at some point, it's going to end. It's not going to last forever. Now, yeah but, but yeah, but you look at it. Look what they did this year. They brought, they, they bring in four of the top yeah. 10 in the country. I mean, right. they, 
they they're probably going to hit on one of those kids. We can probably must say that one of those kids are probably going to be a first round draft pick. You know, oh, there's no question. But listen, crazy. Listen, the Fab Five, as great as they were, Duke has signed five better players on paper than the Fab Five yeah. since then. But that doesn't mean those guys have ended up as good as the Fab Five. It's just like it, it's it's it. You take it for what it's worth. It's very impressive what they've done. It's not something. I, it, at some point, you're gonna miss on evaluations. Yeah. Guys, guys aren't. You're gonna recruit a, a a a group one year that six or seven of the kids aren't gonna pan out. It's just it's a numbers game. Yeah, but also like we talk about too. I mean, especially in college football, there's so many different intangibles that go along with that. You know, um, kids' work ethic. You know, his ability to pick up the system and learn. His ability to adjust to a new situation. You know, he's, you know, now these guys are coming from being the man into coming into a program that they're just going to have to conform into the, the culture of the team. Um, you don't know. I mean, there's a lot of, I, I agree with you, Fish. I mean, you make a very good point, but uh, like I said, I, I would take Nick Saban's evaluation. Um, I think the, their, their hit rate is, is remarkable. And, and I would say that one or two of those guys are going to probably end up in the NFL and be a first round draft pick. Yeah. Well, you're probably right. I'm not going to argue. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's it's a useless argument. I'm just saying history it's, is on our side on this one. Yeah, well, history. Well, <laughs> at least recent history is on our side on this one. Yeah. Oh, we could do a whole we could do a whole pod on what's yeah. in the water in Alabama. Hey, let's just let's save the FSU stuff in uh, Miami for next week. All right, no problem. Yeah, give us yeah. something to talk about next week. Believe me, this was such a positive. This was such a positive podcast. I'd hate it, to ruin it, it by it, FSU it, talk. It, it was. It was. Hey, they, they landed a five-star wide receiver out of Arkansas today. It may not last, but they did. Who? FSU Ooh. pulled in like a four or five-star receiver from Arkansas for the class of 2022. So you guys got to get excited about that. But finish it off, uh, McKinley, uh, with the, you know. The... Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys want to follow us? Uh, you can listen to us on Anchor, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, also on YouTube, as well as Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a five-star rating and, and feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you for your support. <laughs>